Welcome to Arts Career Evolutions by Out of the Arts. Your hosts are Beth and Amy. We will help you bridge the gap between an arts career and a career outside the arts industry. Hi, and welcome to Out of the Arts. We are so excited to share with you the audio from a workshop we did uh, when we were getting started about a year ago, and we've had our one-year anniversary. Do you know that? Have you heard? We've been doing this for a year. That's kind of crazy. Anyways, we did a workshop about a year ago talking about building a resume and the general idea behind information you're going to want to include and how to take information from the arts world or from an industry that is not the industry you're going into and translate that information. How do you do that? What does that look like? And how do you make that make sense? So today we have for you a the audio from that workshop to help you kind of start working through that transition on your own. We know that many of you are making resumes for new industries and we want to definitely help with that. So this is a great starting point. If you want to watch the video where we not only talk about it, but you can also watch what we're building, you can head over to our YouTube and watch the resume workshop. It's called resume building for artists in job transition. So go and head over to our YouTube and watch that video to see it or listen to it today on the podcast. We're going to talk through today a summary of looking for jobs outside your industry. Just quick glance over how to make that resume for your new industry and then what that really looks like, right? We want you to walk away with something practical. What is this in real life? So we are going to walk through all of that. Um, to get us started, I'm going to pull up a resume. Let me pull up this one. Um, you see here, we have a resume for Robinhood. Robinhood is a go-getter with a love for project management. He has been the CEO of Merry Men. And you are probably thinking, I'm a dancer. What do I have to do with Robinhood? Or maybe you're thinking, I'm a rigger or I do something else in the arts industry. I totally get it. Um, right now, we are going to talk through how to make a resume work for a different industry. So no matter what industry you're starting in, we're going to help show you how this can relate. I promise it'll make sense. So we start with Robin Hood, who you see his education is in theology, um, has different skills, and we have a couple references. I am going to minimize this and show you the job. And the job here is for a PowerPoint presentation specialist. What I want to point out about this is I had looked up jobs for customer service. I had looked up jobs for generic starting out kind of positions. But that's really hard if you are used to making $45,000, $60,000 a year than making thirty. 
that sucks. I totally get it. So what I did is I put in a skill that I think a lot of people in the arts communities have. A lot of people have presentation skills. And this job came up. So it was posted 17 days ago. Probably won't be posted for too much longer. You can see here they're looking for someone to be at the corporate office in Brentwood, Tennessee. So if you're not in Brentwood, it might be a little hard. They do list what you do, developing presentations, working closely with different communications teams, understanding the business as a whole, which is really important when you're giving presentations because you're going to get questions inevitably. And then knowledge and skills. This section is also really helpful because it helps you know what they're looking for out of you when they're glancing through the resume. And like all resumes, you guys are used to doing this. You want to use the same language that they're using, right? So we want to use the language, you know, capabilities and PowerPoint, working knowledge of Adobe, which you may or may not have, depending on um, designing, implementing, implementing and executing projects. Well, Robinhood definitely has that. And if you're from the arts industry, you also have that. I'm sure, sure. You're creative with the ability to interpret ideas. You're independent, you're an organized thinker. I know all of you arts industry people have that. I have full faith that you have that. And attention to detail. We know what happens if you pick the wrong gel. The lighting designer has a cow. We know. So, this is kind of the job that I found for us to get started with. Um, Amy, move it over to Amy. Um, she can go ahead and give you some tips and tricks for how to take your resume, take some of that stuff you have, and really relate it to the job you're looking at, even not in your industry. So, I'm going to pull up Amy. And let's see if I can do this. Do, 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 do. Making mini magic happen. Maybe we'll see. Hi, Amy. Hi there. So we have this job and we have this. Do you want to be here? Yeah. Okay. That is great. So. Um, what we're looking at is, uh, Robin Hood's current resume. Now I chose Robin Hood because we have a very distinct idea of who Robin Hood is, right? Robin Hood, you've heard, you know, we, he steals from the rich and gives to the poor. He has his band of merry men. He's a, he's a bandit. He's an outlaw. But there are a lot of different ways that you can tell this story. And there are a lot of different skills that you may have gained along the way that you don't even realize are transferable. So I kind of wanted to take Robin Hood and show you how we could tell his story a little bit differently to be appealing for this job posting. So Robin Hood, he is a go-getter with a love for project management. He has a strong sense of justice and fairness, which makes him a wonderfully collaborative coworker. 
and he's always willing to learn a new skill. Now, these are the types of things we know about him now. I put them in more modern contemporary business terms, but this is, this is very much what we know about Robin Hood from the start. As Robin Hood and his Merry Men, uh, you know, I gave him the job of CEO of Merry Men Industries. We rob from the rich and give to the poor. Great. Um, previous to that, I wanted to give him a little more job history. So uh, the nerd in me pulled up this uh, previous job as yeoman to the Duke of York. And so... Uh, what is a yeoman? <laughs> a yeoman would have been like an assistant or a servant to a cleric or to a, you know, a member of royalty or something like that. Cool. So, yeah. Um, and uh, we see that he acted as scribe and personal assistant and kind of fleshed out a little bit more what that means responsible for all written materials, manuscripts, bookkeeping, also working closely with the creators, the artists, to assure a well-done final product. He comes from a background in theology, because what else really was there at the time? And uh, his primary skills include things like writing, project management, collaboration, leadership, and presentations. Now, I want to call to your attention here, I gave him presentations as a skill, or he gave himself presentations as a skill, but where on earth does it say that he has any experience doing presentations? We can't make assumptions. So he probably has a lot of experience doing presentations as the CEO of Merry Men Industries, but we don't see it there anywhere. So taking this job posting and uh, taking into consideration what they're looking for and trying to tell a more well-rounded and detailed story of who he is and what he can do, we have a revised version of this resume. You'll notice here that there's all the typical things that you need in a resume, right? Again, none of this is anything new conceptually, you're just going to be presenting it differently. This is not how most of us in the arts industry present our resumes. We typically have more experience than anything, just taking up the whole page. Right. Now, in a resume for a non-arts job, what you want to do is uh, show your skills and the way you work a little bit more than the jobs you've done. In the arts industries, if you have sound designer, sound designer, sound designer, sound designer, sound designer, there is an assumption and a knowledge that goes with what that is and what you do. Whereas if you're coming into a non-arts job, a lot of these what they call soft skills there's a little room for interpretation. And so they want to see how you actually apply them. So you're telling a little bit more of a story. So in the revised resume, I have updated the profile a little bit at the top. 
I am a resourceful problem solver with a strong attention to detail. I work well, both collaboratively and independently, and I'm always looking to add value to a conversation. I enjoy learning new things and I'm always ready to jump into the fray. Now, what this does is one, if you were to parallel it to the previous, you would see that it's not actually all that different as far as uh, what it says. The previous says, I'm a go-getter with a love for project management. I am a resourceful problem solver with a strong attention to detail. They're actually kind of the same thing. Um, but what I did here was I took certain keywords like resourceful, problem solver, and attention to detail directly from the job posting. Uh, next, previously we had my strong sense of justice and fairness make me a wonderfully collaborative coworker. And I changed it to, I work well both collaboratively and independently. Because again, the job posting was looking for someone who's able to take charge, but also work well with everyone around and all of the different moving parts to create these presentations. And I took out the bit about my strong sense of justice and fairness because as interesting as it is, and as much as we love that about Robin Hood, it's not actually necessary for this job at this time. I added in, I am always looking to add value to a conversation. Again, this is paralleled in the job description. I enjoy learning new things and I'm always ready to jump into the fray. And there is a specific piece in the job description that says, takes ownership in an effort to become a partner in content generation and messaging, not simply an order taker. So this Where is- Where did you pull that? <laughs> it is actually under what you'll do for us. It's the uh -huh. second to last bullet. Takes ownership in an effort to become a partner. Yep. So what I did was all of this without necessarily using the exact same words, because once you start copying and pasting, no one wants to read that anymore. I took the general premise. I got to the core of what they're looking for in, uh, in an employee and in a person and kind of reworked and reworded it and came at it from a different perspective. So subconsciously you're checking all the boxes without just straight up copying and pasting. And you're also not lying, just throwing that out there. Right. Not at all. <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're just expanding upon what was already there. It's really just, it comes down to wording and semantics, but the truth and the core of everything is completely true and 100% honest. So going down to experience, previously for CEO of Merry Men Industries, we had, we rob from the rich and give to the poor. It was just the slogan. And as much fun as that is, it tells us absolutely nothing about the type of work and the qualifications 
that Robin Hood may have to do this presentation's job. So I brought in the fact that he leads a team of loyal employees through projects from start to finish. So this is the project manager portion. Um, loyal employees, the word loyal means that as a leader, you're a strong collaborative leader. So these are all positive things. And again, it's all like subconscious semantics. They're all these buzzwords that, you know, really make someone feel something and you don't even realize how or why. I design and give presentations on a regular basis for a plethora of audiences from board of directors to general public. So now we actually bring in the presentation skill and say, hey, I actually do this on a regular basis. I know what I'm doing and I design and give these presentations from everyone to the people who sign the paychecks to the people who buy the products and everyone in between. So I am a skilled presentation designer and presentation giver for lots of different types of people. And then frankly, for the yeoman job, I left everything the same because that was a pretty well fleshed out description from the start. Uh, it really kind of broke it down saying, you know, I'm a copywriter, I'm a copywriter, I'm an editor, I do bookkeeping. So I'm good at keeping all of these things in line, keeping things organized. I'm also good at working closely with artist designers and other people to make sure things get done well. This goes back to the detail oriented or strong attention to detail in the first sentence of the profile. So this all kind of comes full circle and tells a story. Never once did the theology degree come up because it didn't need to. It doesn't matter. You have a degree. That's great. Doesn't matter what it's in as long as you have the skills and the drive to do the job. And then skills, again, we summed it up, writing, project management, collaboration, leadership, presentations. And then of course, references, which you can include directly on a resume or don't have to. So this is a little bit more about how you really can start to tailor a resume for a job posting you can pull out skills that you have that you maybe haven't put words to in the past. I'm sure that you are a good collaborator. I'm sure you know how to work independently or collaboratively. I'm sure you know how to add value to a conversation and move things forward, uh, regardless of your background in theology or whatever it may be. Well, and I think that this is a really good parallel, um, just to be quite honest with everyone else watching this. When she first showed me Robin Hood, I was like, what does Robin Hood have to do with anybody? Now I get it. You just need to trust your people, man. That's what you need to do. Um, I, I think that it does show a lot of really great parallels between you know, doing something and then having to make a shift 
And you see this a lot if you've seen anyone do like entrepreneurial stuff. Um, I'm going to just click myself real quick. Um, if you see any of these publishings, any marketing for entrepreneurs, they always talk about how you need to make a shift. They always talk about how you need to, you know, think about work a little bit differently. Even if you're not seeing stuff about that, you're seeing stuff about other jobs and other careers and how people are having to shift to think a little differently. Even the arts industry, right? Where we have had to go from live performances consistently. I mean, I live in Nashville. We have all of the live performances to virtual performances or things a little different. So it's just important to think through um, how do you make that shift? What does that look like? And how do you tell your story in a different way? Yeah, absolutely. It's entirely possible to kind of get to the core of, you know, if you, you strip away the, the talent portion or the the training portion of what you've done to this point, and you come down to the human portion of it, you'll realize that you have so many more skills that are transferable into non-arts jobs than you ever realized. And especially that uh, coming from the arts, we have skills in communication and collaboration that many jobs are looking for but are lacking and you can bring that to the table and you can be unique in that way so revel in these types of things and you know get yourself excited about telling this new story and about bringing these things to the table that most people may not have quite as much experience with. Yep. I always, I always tell people, and some people think I'm a little weird for it, but I accept that. Um, I tell people a lot, you need to be your biggest cheerleader. You need to say that you're awesome. So hopefully you're doing that. Um, applying for jobs is scary and kind of terrifying and nauseating. So while you're doing this, um, I hope that you're taking some time to relax, take a nice bath, whatever that means for you. Um, these things will be posted on the website that we have, outofthearts.com. We are also going to start up a podcast and vlog, basically conceptualizing these changes. Um, Amy and I both came from the arts industry and have left for various reasons, um, but I know that a lot of people right now are having to make that same decision, whether it's permanent or temporary. Um, we want to be able to support you going forwards and share your story and continue living a life that you're happy with. So whatever that means for you, we are here to help. Um, feel free to check us out and subscribe below. So thank you very much for attending. I hope this has been helpful. If you have questions or comments, please leave them below uh, in the comment section so we can get back with you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Good night. As always, thank you for listening. 
Don't forget to come join the conversation at outofthearts.com and on social media at Out of the Arts. If you like today's podcast, please make sure to subscribe, share, and tune in next time. Arts Career Evolutions podcast was created, written, and produced by Beth Partham and Amy Shake. Because we are super excited to flaunt our awesome transferable skills in any way we can. Speaking of, audio engineering by Beth Partham and music by Amy Shake. Because as long as we're still paying on our student loans, you better bet we're going to keep using our degrees in the way they were intended. Arts Career Evolutions podcast is copyrighted by Out of the Arts LLC 2021.